Hi, I'm Latresa. And I'm Clancy. And we are a mother-daughter duo that shares a love and admiration for all things Elvis. On this podcast, you can expect a deep dive into the life of Elvis Presley. We will discuss books written by Elvis's friends, family members, and others who knew him best. We will critique and enjoy Elvis movies, concerts, and music with those who grew up listening to his music, watching his movies, enjoying his concerts, and hopefully inspiring a new generation of Elvis fans along the way. With all the misconceptions surrounding Elvis, we want to remember his life and his legacy. The man, the friend, the entertainer, and the philanthropist. This podcast is dedicated to those of us who celebrate the life of one of the greatest entertainers of all times. Let's Talk Elvis! Hey guys, it's Clancy and Latresa, and welcome back to the Let's Talk Elvis podcast, and happy Super Bowl Sunday. When we first were trying to think of uh, topic ideas for this new season, we thought we have to do a football episode, because Elvis loved football so much, and what better way to release it than Football Sunday. So... If you didn't know, football was one of Elvis's favorite sports. I would say it was his favorite sport. And I'd say so. He was very passionate about it, loved to play it. Um, he, he always wanted to play it as a child, but his mother would never let him because she was so scared of him getting hurt. But it was something that when he got older, he he played it all the time with his friends and would get games together every week. So, we wanted to talk a little bit about that. One of his Memphis Mafia, well, several of his Memphis Mafia members um, would play football with him. But Jerry Schilling, who I've talked about a lot before, and he was actually one of the uh, people to give uh, or to speak at least. He actually met Elvis by playing football with him. So it was July 11th, 1954. Jerry Schilling was 12 years old and Elvis was 19 at the time. And he lived in Memphis, was walking around the park on a summer day just trying to find something to do. He went to Guthrie Park and it was probably one of the last weekends before Elvis was Elvis like I think it was actually the same week that the that the um I believe we've talked we've we've heard him talk about that Jerry talk about that it was basically like the week that the um that the uh his first song came out it was that week that and and Jerry had just heard it on the radio that week while after he had met Elvis I think he had actually heard it before at Elvis yeah but I mean it was like that's what I'm saying it was like the week he had just heard it and it was like just yeah hitting. but Elvis at the time was still a regular guy he wasn't like yeah he could wasn't... walk down the street and not be recognized Mom. yet mm-hmm. he was basically just a normal guy he was still driving a truck for Crown Electric Company um he you know, he, he was just there with his friends. And he was there with his high school friend, Red West, who was also another Memphis Mafia member that we talked last season. Uh, we talked about him last season in the Memphis Mafia podcast, if you haven't 
listen to that episode. I recommend it helps you to know when we talk about these people more about their relationship with Elvis. But Red and Jerry didn't really know how Red knew him. He said that he either knew him from his brother, who his older brother, who was a strong football player. And Jerry said he himself was turning out to be a pretty good wide receiver on his like elementary team or, you know, so he didn't know how he really knew him, but Red West saw him and started calling his name. And when he walked over there, they, they told him they were short one player of a six man game and asked him to play. So of course he said yes. And they, he said they played full blocking two hand touch football. Um, Jerry was on Red and Elvis's team. He said Elvis was wearing plain work pants and a white t-shirt. He had blotches of acne on his face and neck and was on the skinny side. But that Jerry knew immediately it was the guy that he had heard on the radio. He said he could just tell he had like a cool about him. And he he had been listening to That's Alright Mama the first night. That, the, he had been listening to the radio the first night yeah. they played That's Alright Mama. And he loved it just like everyone else. And he kept hoping that he would run into this kid from Memphis that was singing this song. That he just, he just knew it was him. He said he had a cool he had never seen before in person. And um, said like he never, he never said anything about knowing who he was. But he just thought the whole time that that was so cool said they played all day long till it got dark and um he said elvis could throw a ball but was not naturally had to work at it but he loved playing so he got pretty good because they played so much and said that elvis scraped and blocked and fell just as hard as everybody else he was treated the same even after he got famous and kept playing no i mean he played just as hard as they did try to watch his face to try to not to, you know, hurt him in that way because he was famous and had movies and things there when he started to get more famous. But he said that when they got done, they just kind of said, see you here next week. And so he said, yep. And he came back. But he said the next Sunday, there were six or seven older guys with Elvis at the park to play. And he so this was already showed how he started to already get more famous. I mean, before Elvis was famous, he didn't have many friends. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't even get together a six-man team. But then the next week, you know, his, ra- his song had been on the radio going on two weeks. And he came with a bunch of other friends. But he said that they always included Jerry. And Elvis didn't make it any kind of thing. He just always had him on his team. He was always included. And I, I love that. Because I do, too. The, and you know, the friendship they had. Yeah, I mean, he's one that's still there. Kids, mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of the older kids didn't think that Elvis should let him play or thought it was annoying or was like, why, you know, we don't need oh, this yeah. kid. But Elvis always, it was never even a question. They never treated him any differently. He was treated like one of the guys and he always played. Well, that, that just goes back to, to Elvis's respect for everybody. You know, um, when we were talking about how Lisa Marie would fire the the uh, the help and stuff, you know, how he always um, treated 
any everybody it didn't matter if it was you know the janitor or the ceo he treated everybody the same and that's you know that goes that just reinforces what we've heard about that is that you know even though um jerry was a kid and he could have you know just kind of pushed him to the side for for the other guys he didn't and that's that's why we love him that's another reason why we love him yeah he said, if anyone took an awkward fall, a hard block, or sprawled out, Elvis doubled over laughing. But he, he other than that, he took the games that they played very seriously. Um, yeah. He loved to come up with new plays and call the plays. He, he, he mostly played quarterback, but he would switch up his uh, positions from time to time and play different positions. And he said, a few more guys showed up every week after his Elvis like moved up in popularity and more people came to watch. So they started to get a crowd of people to come that came to watch every week. And he said in the fall of 1954, the Sunday games were attracting big enough crowds that Elvis thought they needed jerseys. So he brought them green sleeveless pullovers like you would wear in gym class almost Mm -hmm. like nothing fancy, just green little jerseys. And that, um, and just like he said, was included. He threw Jerry a jersey, brought Jerry a jersey. I mean, I just, I love that about him. I do too. I do too. He said, while fans would show up at the games, there would also be guys driving by just to heckle Elvis. They would call him Sideburns and Pretty Boy and really jealous, honestly. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of girls showing up at these games. They didn't like him because he was different. But he said, In the spring of 1955, a couple of large guys showed up and explained that they were semi-pro players and said that they had heard about Elvis's games and wanted to be a part of it. So Elvis said they could play, but they kept targeting Elvis, and and they wanted to teach him a lesson, and they kept going out of their way to hurt him. They weren't trying to run any kind of plays. When they started playing, all they were trying to do was hurt him. And Jerry said it wasn't even fun. And all of Elvis's friends and the guys he always played with were like, why are you doing this? Like, let's stop. It's not, this isn't fun. Like, just call it. Why are we still playing? But said that Elvis made a point of hopping up faster each time and shaking it off. And that um, he wouldn't end the game. Mm -hmm. And said that I found a quote in the book that, Said they were lining up, getting ready to um, do a play. And Elvis told the guy, he said, hit me from the left side. And the guy said, what? And he said, hit me from the left side. And he said, why? And he said, I got a few bones over there that ain't broke yet. (laughs) And the guy thought that was hilarious. And by the time the ball was snapped, he was laughing too hard that he couldn't even hit him that time. And said that when it was over, the big guys were all smiles. And they walked toward Elvis and and said that they enjoyed the game and hoped there weren't any hard feelings. And um, Elvis said, no hard feelings, just bruises. Good luck with your season. And he said their faces lit up. And they started to walk away and said, our wives are over there. Can we bring them over to meet you? And he said, sure, bring them over. And he signed autographs for their wives. And I mean, but he said that he had found out if if he would have ended it or done what they wanted him to do, then he would have ended up with more enemies and had oh, more yeah. reason for them to pick on him. But by taking it, he gained their respect. 
and they didn't come back anymore and, and bother him. Right. But the more famous he got, the harder it was to leave the game. I think this is hilarious. So Elvis came up with a an escape, uh, I guess, route or routine that he would do. So he would, when it was time to leave the game and all the fans were crowding around him, he would pull a comb out of his pocket and comb his hair. And then he would throw the comb out onto the field and hop in the car on his motorcycle and take away while the, all the girls were scrambling to get the comb he just used. That's funny. That's funny. I had never yeah. heard that story. Yeah. And that once he got really famous, he would rent out uh, Whitehaven High School, which is very close to Graceland. Mm-hmm. And this was like in the fall and winter of 57 and 58. So they would play games on a high school field in the middle of the night. They would turn on little stadium lights and... um you know that was so cool for him. He never got to play in high school. He didn't have a lot of friends in high school, but the fact that he got to take all of his best friends, people he trusted, and take them over to a high school football field and play all night, I, you know he had to love that. Yeah, everything I've read is how much you know he, he truly loved the sport. And uh, there was a quote I have somewhere where he was talking to somebody on the radio and um, and he was telling them just how much it was Harold Johnson. Um, he told him that he had a great ambition to play football and that he kept up with professional football. And he said next to entertainment and music, that football was what he enjoyed best. And yeah. so, you know, that was something that that he he truly he loved rugged sports. He would say, I don't have anything against people who like golf and, you know, these other sports. But he liked the physical and he, he was hands-on contact, too. You know, he wasn't just – he didn't want to just stand there and, and, and look pretty and not get hurt. He was in the game. He actually, in uh, 1960, in a game, he broke his pinky finger. And uh, everybody was all worried about it. And, you know, they would mess up his guitar playing with, with his uh, injury. But, but yeah. apparently it didn't. Um, but he loved football so much that, you know, he even organized – his own um, squad and we've seen you know there's a display they have a football exhibit now at Graceland which is awesome it's really cool a brand new football exhibit yeah that was one that the the grandsons loved um, especially our oldest grandson Cam who is who's football crazy but um, but it had uh, you know he had uniform the uniforms that they wore it had uh, pictures of them playing and it had the diagrams you were talking about. It had diagram plays, basically a whole playbook of plays that Elvis had come up with. And uh, yeah. Peyton Manning had done an episode on it on Peyton's places. And he was talking about Elvis's form and throwing. There's a picture of Elvis throwing the ball. And he's got his, his arm up where he's throwing his, his right arm. And then his left arm, it's like his left hand is he's pointing. It's like a gun. It's yeah, like he's firing a gun, and uh, Jerry Chillen was was talking and said that that was he was he he figured it out. He said he was pointing to whoever it was that he that he was planning to to throw the ball to or whatever. As he threw it, he was th- he was pointing you know toward them so they would know yeah. that it was it was for them, which I thought was really cool. Um, it is. He was letting the receiver know that the ball was coming toward them. Uh, but I thought that was pretty interesting too. But the football, the football exhibition is really, really good. 
Um, it's it's it a, a new exhibit that I that I actually I really enjoyed. And, I did. Uh, and it, I, we didn't know that they had created that, so it was a cool surprise when we first saw it. Um, yeah. It's very well done and really cool. And I I would love to. It, it's harder to hear the video of Peyton Manning and Jerry. I would love to find that video and get to watch it with good sound because I know they talk about all kinds of cool stuff with Elvis and football. Oh yeah. Well, you know, and from what I, what I could come up with too, um, he, he carried football with him everywhere when he was on yes. set at the movies or when they were traveling and they would stop and take a break and they would get out and, and, and have a game or pass the football or whatever. I mean, he just really loved the sport. Yeah. He never got over his love of the sport and even his favorite NFL team were, was the Cleveland Browns and his yeah. favorite uh, player was Jim Brown, who was the running back for the Cleveland Browns. And he actually became an actor and Elvis got to talk to him. They were in for Rasta. quite a while. Yeah, and um, the Cleveland Browns actually would send Elvis tapes to the game every week. So he always had the games on tape to watch it whenever he wanted to. And one yeah. of the reasons I heard Priscilla say that he had three TVs in the TV room was to be able to watch all the games at one time that were going on. Right. Well, another one of the reasons, too, that I read that he uh, – that he became a, a Browns fan. One of the guys that had gone to um, an, a yes. high school. Yeah. Um, Gene Hickerson uh, was, was a really good football player in high school and he went to Ole Miss and uh, they kind of, they were, you know, uh, kind of becoming popular, I guess you could say at the same time. And they were both from, from Memphis. And so they, they became friends Um and Gene went to Ole Miss and, and started his football career. And Elvis was in his um, his entertainment career. And um, Elvis kind of followed him through Ole Miss and then playing for the Browns. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of the way. That, and that's how he, he got acquainted with Jim Brown. And there was yeah. another player that said that you couldn't get close to him in Memphis. But he said that that uh, he was a friend with Gene. A lot of people tease Gene because uh, apparently Gene, which who wouldn't if you knew Elvis, if Elvis was a friend, you're going to you're going to talk about him, you know. But yeah. apparently it was kind of a joke because the, he would talk about Elvis and everybody's like, yeah, sure, you know, Elvis or whatever. But um, but he said that uh, any time, you know, he said people couldn't get a hold of, of Elvis, but he said that Gene could get Elvis on the phone anytime he wanted to. And, <laughs> and one day he was talking to somebody and um, they were like, oh, yeah, and you know, Elvis Presley or something. And he give him a number. He said, call this number. And they're like, you know, they dialed the number and he said, ask for Elvis Presley. And uh, so they called the number. They asked for Elvis Presley and the person on the other end said, who, who's calling? And he said, it's a friend of Gene Hickerson. And they're like, hold on a minute. Got Elvis on the phone. So that was the end of the teasing, like he didn't know Elvis. Yeah. Um, but he was the one who actually sent the film. He was the one that was in charge of, of sending the film. And cool. uh, they said Elvis would examine and analyze it just like he was a coach studying plays. Um, and one time the team was traveling, uh, they were on the West Coast and they were trying to figure out how they were going to get to their hotel. And uh, Gene told them not to worry about it. He had it all figured out. 
and they said in a minute Elvis Presley pulled up to take them to their to their hotel. So I thought that's oh, really wow, funny that's how, cool. You know how they would, uh, you know, really didn't think he he knew him that well or whatever. But he and Elvis had a really and you know he was the Browns fan. The end, from what I can figure out and what I can hear, he also he liked the Steelers too. He was a big fan of Terry Bradshaw, and uh, mm-hmm. they've got. Um, I remember there was something in the football exhibition about that, and then Marlowe's, the barbecue place we go to, it actually had a jersey. Uh, it had a Terry Bradshaw jersey, and it was inter- It was uh, it was autographed. And, um, but apparently, um, Terry was in Vegas and Elvis called him up to try to get him to come and play on, uh, play football with him. And, um, he said that, um, this is a quote. He said, I was in Vegas giving a corporate presentation because that's the way I made money in off season. Elvis called and told me that he, he liked the way I played and he invited me to to come see him, but I had to catch a flight to another city, so I had to turn him down. Oh, and man. he said this would have been the story of a lifetime playing backyard football with Elvis Presley. Yeah, and Big uh, mistake. Yeah, I mean he lived to regret it, you know. But he said it just showed how much of a fan he was that he wanted an NFL to, player to come and play football with him and his buddies that's just another way that he was so dedicated to it Um, but I just you know I I, everybody has to have something they enjoy and uh, and I just thought that was really something that he that he um, wanted to get Terry Bradshaw to play and he and he was a Steelers fan too you know there toward when the Browns I think the Browns weren't doing as well and 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 uh, the players that he uh, had relationships with, you know, Jim Brown had gone into acting. And, you know, as they kind of faded out of the picture, Elvis picked another team. And, and he, he also pulled for uh, for the Steelers. But uh, I tried to find, you know, he had his own team. I mentioned that a little bit ago. I really tried to find a lot about Elvis Presley Enterprises uh, football team and I couldn't find a whole lot I know that he actually um, there's checks where he rented for their uniforms they had uh, you know they would have parties and different things like that and uh, and he would pay for all of that but um, I could not find who they played um, he even commissioned a bus where they would ride on the bus to games. But unless it's kind of like our little leagues here where, you know, you just have um, a group of people get together, get jerseys and, and play each other. Like we have softball teams in the, in the summer, we've really never had football teams around here, but all I can figure is they just kind of had some kind of an adult league that played each other. But I tried to research and find out, you know, who they played. <laughs> yeah. And I, I could never find that out. So also and if you Google it, you can see like the team photo of the Elvis Presley Enterprises League with Elvis in it. Yeah, they had uniforms. They've got the uniform in the exhibit that he had. It was red, white, and blue. Uh, they they took it very seriously. Whoever they played, oh, they yeah, had, they were decked out. He did. They were. He had um, the names on their jerseys. Everything. Yeah, he took it seriously. He also when when he got drafted in 1958 and lived in Germany for two years he even then would get together every Sunday near his home at a park in Germany 
and play flag football. In Joe Esposito's book, who was also another member of the Memphis Mafia that he met in the Army, his book is called Good Rockin' Tonight, and I have not finished all of it yet, but um, I've just started it. We got it on our last trip to Memphis, and I'm enjoying it so far, but he says that Elvis would wear a small white handkerchief tied around his neck and a black sweatshirt. He was always on the black team. There was either a black team or white team. And Elvis was always on the black team because he thought it was a hip color. (laughs) And that they had a sweatshirt for each of the guys with the color of the team they were on. So he said that's how it was every Sunday. There would be an audience of about 50 people there. And and this is something that's also at the exhibit. For his birthday in on January 8th, 1960, 10 of the football guys had pulled their money together for a total of $35 and bought a trophy for Elvis and had it engraved with Elvis Presley, most valuable player, bad nom noom. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Sunday Afternoon Football Association, 1959. So they got him a trophy for his birthday, and he said that he couldn't be happier with any gift. And it was going in a special place in his trophy room at Graceland. And they have it in that football exhibit. They do. Today. So and he that, kept I was, it. I was watching something where they talked about what few items he did bring back from Germany. You know, he rented a house. Yeah. And they were talking about what few items that he had brought back. But that trophy was one that had made it back with him. And I thought that really, you know, that was how special it was that he, he made sure that he brought that trophy home. Yeah. So, these but, but men and their football. Well, they love it. But um that's about all I could find with football, but it was it was a huge passion of his and I think it's cool that they're they're talking about it at Graceland. Oh, I did find though a I was watching a YouTube video and like you talked about Peyton Manning talking about his form, it was a bunch of uh really famous coaches and football players and they were looking at that same photo talking about how amazing his form was and actually and I think this is so cool just to show how far Elvis's popularity and the effect that he had not just in the music industry but the Rams and maybe other teams I don't know but I know the Rams one of their um like secret or code words, that's what they said. One of their code words is Elvis. They won't tell you what it means, but there's videos of them all the time being like, oh, that that's an Elvis. You got to do an Elvis or the quarterback screaming, Elvis, Elvis. And I think <laughs> that's so cool because I think he would love that too. So oh, there's yeah. a professional team that has a code word Elvis for one of their that's clubs. Awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And yeah, so for this football Sunday, we had to do an Elvis football episode, but I, a lot of you have uh, messaged us on, I know we've got a new review on Apple, and then I've had reviews on Spotify, and we're and some questions, and we're going to get to that on another episode. I didn't get a chance to write it all down today, but the... Oh, we got we've got a few new reviews since I've looked. Oh, so, awesome! On Apple, Piggy Hood said, "You guys should write a book. Will you please make more episodes? It's been over a week, and I just can't wait. Anyways, I love it so much, and I love Elvis so much. My whole room is decorated Elvis. 
And I chose instead of having a birthday party to go to Graceland. And I'm going to go so much again. And I'm so happy that you guys are doing an Elvis podcast. So that's thank awesome. you so much. And actually, we have discussed doing a book. That's something that we are we're thinking yeah. about in the future. And if we you have. have a chance to go to, to Graceland for your birthday, I highly suggest it. We went last weekend for my 60th birthday and yeah. it was amazing we went one year for Clancy's birthday yeah uh, what was it your 18th 16th 16th okay yeah been yeah. a while um, yeah yeah but highly suggest uh Memphis birthdays uh, or Graceland birthdays I actually I wore a little 60s crown and had 60 and fabulous and all day long everybody was so sweet I got sung to and um, we got um, a meal given to us and I mean just all kinds of little perks that made my day but yeah. you can't beat being at Graceland on your birthday no and then bullet Mikey said I saw the Elvis movie and wanted to learn more about him I believe you said you were from Western North Carolina. Yes, we are. And I live in the foothills of North of North Carolina. Very cool. Awesome. North Carolinians. I really would like to visit Graceland, but the drive is 12 hours from where I live, so probably we'll look into flying. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, that's a long drive. But I know, I know um, Southwest usually has good prices, and they fly into Memphis. Um, so if you look into flying, but either way, it's worth it highly recommend yes and then Frida Zombie said I do not remember a day of my life that I didn't know who Elvis was my parents are huge fans my mother and I just watched Elvis a couple of nights ago I love the film so much and it made me fall in love with Elvis all over again I searched for podcasts about the king and came across yours you do such an excellent job after listening to your podcast I've decided to go visit Graceland this year I have only been there once, and I was just a teenager back then. I have always wanted to go back. Because of the two of you, I have actually set a date and made the reservations. Thank you so much. That is so awesome. That is awesome. I love it. We also have, I have several friends that are wanting us to do a trip so we may we may have a little get together for the let's talk elvis yeah we may people. start doing trips uh, if that's something you some like trips. that would be let great if that's, um, yeah let us know if you're interested we'll get that on Instagram the schedule is at let's talk elvis podcast we're also on tiktok i haven't had a chance to make many new tiktoks but hopefully soon I'll get a chance. But we love, love seeing your reviews. And uh, next week I'll share the Spotify ones. I'll have to write them down. I, I can't get to it easily while we're recording. But it's the best reading that stuff. And it helps us know we're not just talking to ourselves. So. Yes, it does. It does. And and we also. That. No, go ahead. We also have, uh, while we were there last time, we picked up a little, a little something, something that we'd like to have a contest, um, yes. and, and give away a prize here soon. So that's something we're yes. excited about so, too. We also have a Facebook group. It's very new, so I haven't posted anything on there, but it's let's talk Elvis podcast. So if you don't already, and you want to get it on the giveaway, go ahead and exactly. uh, like our Facebook page and follow us on let's talk Elvis and leave a review if you haven't. And as always, thank you so much for listening. We do have some really cool episode ideas. Uh, life's crazy always open to suggestions too. Yes, life is crazy sometimes, so we do struggle with getting one every week. But we try our best, and we're not giving up. So if it's not 
every week we will be back just keep looking <laughs> that's that's true thank you all so much hope you have a great night and hope you're the team have you're a great for wins the super bowl yeah bye bye bye